This is COVID-19 Seattle, our kids edition. I'm Aaron Granillo, and I'm a reporter here at Cairo Radio. And I'm Laura Scott. I produce the podcast every day. Okay, Laura, so this week we have asked our youngest listeners to send us questions about the coronavirus. We got so many great and really interesting questions from you all, and I am so excited to get you some answers today. But we could not do this all on our own, of course. So to help us out, you're going to hear from lots of great professional question askers. You'll hear from journalists like me who find out new information about this virus every day. We have a doctor from Seattle Children's who will tell us everything we need to know about masks. And we also have some Cairo Radio show hosts making special guest appearances. Are we ready to get this started, Aaron? Let's do it. Our first question today is one we got over and over And our very own Dave Ross has a great answer for you. Who is the first person to get coronavirus? How did the coronavirus all happen? Because I don't know how it actually happened. Because they ate a bat, and then there was a sick bat, and then they didn't even know they had sickness, so then they went on airplanes and spread it. Well, that last child uh, got it pretty close to correct. This happened back in 2019, near the end of 2019, and it is thought that the coronavirus did originate with a bat and migrated to humans. So how would it get from a bat to humans? Well, there are certain traditional medicines that are made from bat carcasses and bat guano. And probably in the course of processing those traditional medicines and selling them at this market in China— They entered the human chain. The other thing about this virus is that it changes over time, and it finds new ways to infect people, and that is constantly underway, so that if there is a vaccine developed, it may be very rapidly outdated. Now, this is nothing new. This is the way the flu works as well. Flu viruses evolve over time, but COVID-19 turns out to be especially contagious, more contagious than the flu, and in many cases, uh, more dangerous. Fortunately, you children seem not to be as susceptible as us older grandparents. So even though you're young, if you're around us, wear your masks, okay? How did scientists figure out there was a new virus? Hi, Elliot. I'm Mike Lewis, co-host of Cairo Nights. The coronavirus was first discovered in 1964 by Scottish scientist June Almeida at her laboratory in London. She and other scientists named this virus corona because through a microscope, its fuzzy outside looks like the glowing outer ring of the sun, which is called a corona. And there are quite a few types of coronaviruses. It's sort of like cats. They're all part of the same family, such as my cat, Vern, and a Bengal tiger. But they can behave very differently. One type of coronavirus causes the common cold that maybe you or your parents have had. It makes you uncomfortable, but in most cases, it's not too bad. But this coronavirus we call COVID-19, the one you are asking about, can be a bit more like the Bengal tiger. It's serious, and it can be dangerous. Here's why it's called COVID-19. The C-O, co, for corona. The V-I, vi, for virus. The D, for disease, COVID. And the 19 is for 2019 when it was discovered and identified in China. Scientists in Wuhan, China, noticed that people were getting very ill in a way similar to pneumonia with fever, headache, difficulty breathing, among other symptoms. When they looked under a microscope at what might be the cause of the sickness, they found a virus, and they noticed the fuzzy crown on it. 
So the Chinese scientists figured out it was a new form of coronavirus, and they named it COVID-19. How humans got the virus isn't exactly known, but the current thinking is that it came from bats or pangolins, which is an endangered animal that looks like an armadillo. Perhaps it was spread to people in the markets of Wuhan, but this isn't entirely clear yet. We're learning more about the virus each day. That's a great question, Elliot. Hi, my name is Cecily, and my question is: When is the coronavirus going to be over? <laughs> uh, Stephanie, that's a great question. It's uh, Cecily. <laughs> what, Cecily? Stephanie, you need to pronounce your name a little better. Uh, You know what? Ask Tom. He's very close to getting it. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, Cecily, I think we are never going to get rid of the coronavirus, you know, entirely. We all have to learn how to live with certain illnesses. And like everybody gets maybe the measles or the chicken pox, at least in my day when I was your age. I, I think that this will be more like the flu. It'll be something that we eventually understand better. We'll be able to get a vaccine. And once we get a vaccine, there'll be very few of us still getting it. And if we do get it, we'll have medicines that will make us uh, better. And so it won't be as uh, scary and uh, kind of uh, death oriented as it uh, is right now. Mm. Uh, I would say uh, I agree with Tom, but I would also now I, I don't know you. You sound either like a very short person or a very young person. <laughs> so I'm going to say that I'm going to go with, let's say you're young. All right. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. I don't know if you're, you're watching a lot of MSNBC or what you're doing, but oh, it's not going to affect you. Okay. If you were really, really old, I don't know if you could be really old and very short. And if that's the case, if I were you, I would not leave the house. But if you're just a young person, because again, you sound like a young person, um, I think you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You're not going to get it. But make sure you stay away from your grandparents until you know that they can handle it, that there is a vaccine or Good something. Point. So, Good point. Cecily, don't take everything that John says. Take everything that John says with a grain of salt, if you know what I, I mean. I would add one more thing. Stay away from your grandparents unless it's your birthday, because there's a pretty good <laughs> chance you'll get some cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Cecily. <laughs> sorry to all the kids out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. Next question. Hi, I'm Ursula from the G and Ursula show. So many adults have questions about masks, and I know a lot of you kids have them, too. So that's what I want to talk about today. And we do have a special guest joining us to help out. Dr. Molly Greaves-Grow is from Seattle Children's Hospital. Hi, doctor. Hello. Can you tell us a little bit more about your job first? Sure. I am a pediatrician, so I am a doctor who specializes in taking care of children, and I am fortunate to get to take care of children of all ages, from newborns all the way up through young adults, 21-year-olds. Our first question about masks comes from Avery, who is eight years old. What do masks help people with, and why do we have to wear them? That is such a great question, Avery. Thank you for asking about that. So the masks are helpful for several reasons. One is that this virus spreads through all of the droplets and all of those little droplets come out of our nose and mouth, even when we talk. If you look really closely at people, you can watch little droplets come out of their mouths. And those are the big ones that we can see. And that happens when we cough and when we sneeze. It can even happen when we rub our nose or our eyes and and mouth and then touch something. So all of those droplets are what the virus is carried in. 
So the masks actually keep those droplets from spreading. Um, and it also helps us not to touch our faces. So it, the masks really help us with two different things. One is preventing infection that we might have from spreading to other people. And then it also helps us not touch our mouths and our noses in the same way that we have a habit of doing and that we can get infected from that. And doctor, you bring up a great point, and that was a great question from Avery. Thank you, Avery. But you bring up a great point about keeping your hands away from your face. And that is tough. That's tough for us as adults, and that's tough for kids. What is the reason for saying that, that we don't want to touch our face? Well, it is really hard. We all have kind of a habit if we are paying attention to that of touching our face quite a bit. And the reason why that's more harmful and particularly worrisome with COVID-19 is that the droplets that COVID-19 is in, those droplets spread onto surfaces really easily and quickly. And anytime we touch something and then touch our face, whether it's our nose or our mouth or our eyes, the virus can get into our body. So this next question comes from Everly, who is six years old. Why is it hard, hard to breathe in masks? Because you only feel the hot air. And when will we get to play without wearing masks? Yeah, thank you, Everly. Yes, it, it, wearing masks is not fun. I will totally acknowledge that. And when I'm at work... I wear a mask all day um, in all parts of the job that I'm doing. So I know they're not fun to wear and they can be uncomfortable and itchy and they can make your breath feel warm right up against your nose and mouth. So they are bothersome um, and they make it feel a little bit harder to breathe. Thankfully, you still are breathing. You're still getting air in and out. So they are um, safe enough to wear um, for us to breathe through, um, but a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and um, we all just are making that sacrifice right now because this is just one of the worst infections that we've ever had in human history going around the world. And doctor, for those kids who are wondering whether there'll ever be another day when they can play without masks, what is your answer to that? Oh, definitely. I think we're really going to get to the point where we can get this um, virus under better control as we learn to understand it better and we can make vaccines against it. And we're going to learn a lot and things will probably never be exactly the same um, because of this virus having such a big impact on our world. But I think we're also going to learn a lot of things that are we're going to do better because of it. One tip that I heard of is that maybe parents can put a mask on their kids' toys or or draw pictures of a mask to try to normalize wearing a mask for kids. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think having a chance to um, have kids be able to decorate their stuffed animals and toys and dolls with masks and help us just be able to kind of make this more of a normal thing that we're all doing right now um, and having the mask be something that is playful and part of play for kids just in understanding it and making it part of something that even their toys are protecting people from the spread of COVID-19, that that is a great strategy. I'm wondering if I can play with my friends. Oh, man. I mean, as an adult, we wish we could play with our friends, too. I understand that feeling. Um, first of all, 
no better time than now to have an imaginary friend. (laughs) And number two, I think it's a little bit complicated. I think your parents have to decide who you can play with. So a lot of people have this idea that if you don't see anybody but your family for two weeks, uh, that means that you definitely don't have coronavirus. So if there's another family, uh, your friend is in another family and they haven't seen anyone for two weeks and you haven't seen anyone for two weeks, it kind of seems like you should be able to play with that friend. But Every family has different rules and what they feel comfortable with. So I guess it's up to your parents on when you can play with your friends again. The rules are you have to stay six feet away from people. So maybe you could use your creativity at summer vacation and come up with a really fun game where you have to stay six feet away from your friend. And under no circumstances can you break the rule. Whatever the game is that you invent, you never get closer than six feet away. Um, You know, it'd be kind of like reverse tag where you're always running, but then you end up getting close and tagging someone. But this one is you never tag, you never touch. Uh, And I feel like there are a lot of really creative kids out there who could come up with a really fun game where you stayed far apart from each other. And then you could still talk with your friends and run around and have fun, but still be following the rules. When will I not have to be stuck at home? Hey, Cecily, nobody really knows the answer to your question. When is this stay-at-home thing going to come to an end? It's beyond our control. So what do we do in a situation like that? We figure out what we can control. Have you fallen in love with reading yet? This summer would be a fantastic time to do that because when you have a great book, you are not stuck at home. You can go all around the world. You can go to places that people only dream about. And all of a sudden, you can leave your home in your mind and go to some fantastic places. When my three daughters were your age, I used to love sitting down and reading with them. So maybe you have a parent who can do that with you as well. But that's my suggestion. Fall in love with reading You will not be stuck at home. You will be traveling all around the world and even beyond that. So that's my hope for you this summer, Cecily. Thanks for the question. Why do we have to stay social distancing? What a great question, and thank you for asking. The biggest reason for social distancing is that we want to be able to slow down this highly contagious disease from person to person contact. We want to limit that as best we can so that it doesn't spread throughout the community. I got to admit, it's one of the toughest things for me. Uh, I love to see someone like a friend of mine or a family member that I haven't seen in a while. And the first thing I want to do is I want to go and hug. But I understand that in order for us to better fight this pandemic, social distancing is something that we have to do. Whether you're in school, at work, or in that grocery store, uh, social distancing is important. We must keep our distance to kind of slow down this contagious disease. I don't know any of the people that have it, and I really want to know someone. So she doesn't know anyone who has COVID, so she wanted to know someone. So uh, we wanted to introduce her to you. Um, you know, through the station. Two months ago, Tammy Edwards was dealing with COVID-19. So what would you tell kids about your experience and why it's so important that we follow social distancing and mask orders? Adults don't always have the answers. 
and we're trying to figure it out. It's really hard when you can't see your friends, and I know that this is a scary virus, and we're trying to learn about it and get some answers for ourselves so that we can make sure that everybody um, is protected. And it's going to be something we all have to do together, and it'll be okay. We're going to get there. It's just going to take some time. And we just have to love each other and um, understand that some people can't fight off a virus as well as others. So we have to protect those people. Tammy, you're always so calm. What do you guys do for for fun? And what are you guys doing now, these days? I think us getting out of the house and going for a car ride, like a you know, you, your dog used to get excited about want to go for a ride. And it's kind of like, you know, that's how we are. Let's go for a ride. And um We've been out a couple times to see our friends for a few hours, social distancing, of course, just to just to see people. And I'm a hugger, and man, I need so that social yeah. contact with people. And it's rough. It is rough. But you know, we're gonna have to honker back in again here and just just get through it. Why does the coronavirus not infect kids, but kids are the spreaders? Hi, Avery. This is Felix Bunnell, Cairo Radio resident historian. That's a great question, because the coronavirus actually does infect people of all ages, including kids. And you're right. Dr. Groh says that kids, like anyone of any age, can be spreaders of the coronavirus, too. That's part of the reason why kids also have to be part of helping prevent the spread of it. Um, So kids have a really important role in taking care of protecting their communities and their families and um, people that they know to not get infected. Now, the good news for kids is that even though they can get the coronavirus and they can spread it, they seem in most cases to not get nearly as sick as older people, like your parents or grandparents. And why is this? Well, that's still something of a puzzle. Dr. Groh says that the coronavirus is just so new, scientists haven't yet figured out the reasons why kids don't get as sick. It may be that because kids are younger and have healthier Um, blood vessels and other parts of their immune system just are reacting differently. Um, It just means that the symptoms are um, across the board much lower for kids than they are for adults. But it doesn't mean that kids can't actually be carrying the virus or that it could be in their bodies. They just aren't getting as much of a bad um, infection response or symptoms. Thanks for your great question, Avery. We got a lot of questions about next school year from uh, some of the kids who called in. And I want to bring in a familiar voice here to Seattle Morning News listeners, Colleen O'Brien. She's the morning anchor, and she's also a mom. So I know uh, you've been having a lot of these conversations with your kid as well. That's right. A lot of questions. Kids are naturally curious. And so during this pandemic, it has been tough because these are serious topics and and sometimes have serious answers. So talking to them, uh, talking to your kids about the answers is is really important. So I'm looking forward to hearing this question, and it comes from Everly, who is six years old. When will even school start? Because I am very interested of when school will start. So when will school start? Because, because I really want to go back to school and play with my friends and play on the monkey bars. <laughs> oh, that's such a good question, Everly. And I want you to play on the monkey bars, too. And I'm so happy that you are excited about school and want to go back. So thank you for your question. There is some good news that the people in charge of schools want them to reopen. In fact, there's a 
59-page instruction book that each school can follow to try to reopen. And I say try to reopen because it all depends on the coronavirus. We watch the spread of the virus every day here in the news, and I know the governor does too, and more people are catching the virus right now. If more and more people continue to catch it, schools may decide it's safer to have you continue to learn at home. Now, doctors want us to keep wearing a mask and mostly stay at home because that is what slows the spread of the virus. And if everyone can do that, schools may decide that they can reopen. So it's a changing situation day by day. If schools do open, though, it's still going to look different. It's not going to be the same school year that you had. And I'm assuming you were a first grader when you were in school and you're going to come back, hopefully, as a second grader. School's not going to be exactly how you remembered it. You may have to wear a mask all day. You have to keep a distance between you and your friends. You can still wave. And maybe your teacher will take your temperature every day. That's to check for a fever, which is the sign of possibly having the virus. I really want you to be able to see your friends, Everly, and play on the monkey bars again. I think you are such a brave person, and I know you're going to do your best learning from home if you do have to stay at home. So keep asking those smart questions, and hopefully we will have an exact answer for you closer to when school is supposed to start. And that's our show. Thank you all so much for listening to the Kids Edition of our COVID-19 Seattle podcast. We hope you have a better understanding now about the coronavirus, but here's also what we hope you take away. We are all in this together, and kids play a really important role in making sure everyone stays safe and healthy. In the meantime, have fun with your family at home, and also remember to get outside. It's important to escape a little bit and enjoy the summer sunshine. And one last piece of advice, take it easy on your parents. They're doing the best they can to keep you happy during all of this. Now, we want to send a special thank you to all of the kids who submitted their questions. Stay curious and keep on learning about this stuff. It's important. And thank you to Dr. Molly greaves Grow from Seattle Children's Hospital for helping us out with some great answers. And thanks to all of the Cairo radio personalities who joined the show. Colleen O'Brien, Ursula Royteen, G. Scott, Dave Ross, Dory Monson, Tom Tangney, John Curley, Mike Lewis, and Rachel Bell. This podcast was produced by Laura Scott. I'm Aaron Granillo. 